Welcome everybody to the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. New chapter this morning in the battle against Ebola. Nickelback are back. The multi-platinum band has just announced a new album and a North American summer. Until you see the flaming bottle, you ain't seen nothing yet. Can anybody hear me? Are you there? Good. Um, while I have your attention, mm-hmm. the lunar landing was faked. <laughs> made up in a Hollywood basement. And Walt Disney was cryogenically frozen to reappear in the future when scientists can create a soul. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Something good for ya. Alright guys, and welcome to this week's episode of the Something Good For You podcast, where the two of us just shift through that bullshit, and we try to find a little something good to give you each and every single week. And I am one of your two co-hosts, the narcissist asshole himself, <laughs> Alex Stiff. And across from me is the bassist extraordinaire, the slinger of the 12 string, the fucking Mac Daddy himself in the goddamn studio, Captain Nun. Hello. <laughs> What's happening? And then we got Mr. Black himself returning again. What's up, Mikey? What's going on? How's it going? Going good, going good, good, going good. Always like having you on. It seems like it's in every other episode at least now. We'll bring someone on, you won't be here, and then we'll skip yeah. a week, bring you back. I think we skipped two weeks. Did we? Yeah. Someone, it was just you two and then Cody, and now I'm back. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. All Mikey right. comes well, around cool. to work some. <laughs> <laughs> so we've been busy working on new material and all that bullshit, and it's always nice just to get Mikey on the microphone. Mikey on the mic. The show is also brought to us by Repo Record down on Commonwealth Avenue. Definitely check them out at www.reporecord.com or online on Instagram at Repo Record for all your new and used vinyl record needs. And as Cody brought up last episode, uh, Record Store Day is coming up soon. Yes, and they carry a lot of local stuff too. So if you're going to look out for some good uh, physical releases from locals, uh, they got them at Repo. And Mikey's chair just broke again. It's like the, that's the cursed chair that just falls apart on every episode. Oh man, we we can't ever get rid of this chair now. No, be worth it, it holds the memory of David Hammer's podcast. <laughs> David Hammer's lost podcast. It's, it's trying to escape. It's trapped in the chair. <laughs> oh man. And uh, something we hadn't done in a hot minute that I feel like we might need to bring back. Uh, every so often, there are some thoughts in my head that most people just, you know, usually keep locked away. And they're like, nah, 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 I'm not going to bring this up. It's just going to piss people off. Well, I've been deciding to hold on to some of those and bring them on out into a segment. Hadn't done it in a minute. But let's see if this is a thought I should keep to myself. And keep your thoughts to yourself. What you listening to, son? <laughs> the way you built up to that, you're just like, I've been keeping this in a bottle for so long. It's time to get it out. It is. Decaf coffee is the stupidest shit on the face of the goddamn planet. That's what's got you so fucking worked up. There is no point for a decaf fucking coffee. It's the same thing as like a non-alcoholic beer. It's the same shit. There's really no need for it. If you're giving up beer, give up fucking beer. Okay? If you're not if you don't want coffee, give up the fucking coffee. There's no need for this decaf bullshit because it tastes like ass. 
I want to get that CBD because it doesn't get me high. What's yeah. the point? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I actually man. enjoy the taste of coffee. And part of the taste of coffee is the caffeine that's in it. Caffeine does have a flavor. Huh. Decaf figure. coffee tastes like ass. The shitty part about it is anytime you stay at a like a hotel or wherever and they have coffee in the room and it's always one regular one decaf uh-huh I'm like fuck you guys i'm trying to wake up <laughs> yeah what the fuck is this bullshit <laughs> and all, it's the same thing with instant coffee instant coffee that you instant basically co- just pour into a cup and then add the hot water oh, and stir, stir it together it? yeah that's what you normally get at those hotels that you mentioned <laughs> in the rooms why did those even fucking exist it tastes nothing like coffee it does taste like fucking dirt. Yeah, you put enough creamer in it and chug yeah. it. <laughs> well, with you, you've gotten a little yeah. better at it. But, man, I would remember times we'd go to Waffle House and you'd get a cup of coffee or something. Yep. I swear to God, you'd pour half of that fucking sugar container in that cup. Now I just kill mine, which is creamer. <laughs> I don't know. How do you guys like your coffee? Um, I'm not very picky about it, but I, it depends. I like certain uh, sweet, not sweeteners, but certain half and halves. Or certain yeah. creamers are real are better than others as far as like the flavor that you want to put on your coffee and stuff. Right, right, right. I usually like mine pretty sweet. I actually haven't been drinking coffee lately. I've been getting energy drinks. Yeah. I don't know. Gatorade. See, I, I actually enjoy the flavor of coffee. Me so, too. So that's why I basically drink mine black. I'll I'll throw oh. a little bit of sweetener mm-hmm. in it, but maybe if I, I you know I wake up and my stomach's not feeling too hot, I might throw like a little dash of cream in it. Pure but. pure grain. Well. It, I, well, with the way you phrase it like that, you know what I mean. Pure green. green. <laughs> the same thing with like if you want to get like expensive coffee. Or coffee like, comes from beans, dude. That's what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I meant. No, what I'm getting at is like I actually enjoy the taste of a good coffee. So it's like I don't throw a lot of sweeteners or creamer in it, you know, or anything else. So when I get something like a decaf coffee and it it tastes so bad, and an instant coffee that tastes nothing like coffee, and that's just the sort of thing's been pissing me off lately because I've been seeing it just so much, and it's like get that shit out of my fucking face. Trying to make you live healthy, man. How is it any healthier? I don't. I don't know. Is well, then why are you throwing it out there? I guess with keeping the cap. It's like the same thing with beer. It's like, oh, here's the taste of beer, but uh, it doesn't have the alcohol in it. So, well, is it still fucking me up as far as like just regular like other ingredients of beer and stuff, just making yeah. me fat and shit. Probably, yeah, because it still has to have all that, um, all the sugars and shit in it. So, of course, right. So, of course, it'll wind up still making you fat in the end. <laughs> so none of it really is help is helping out anybody trying to go on a fucking diet anyway. Or no, like it only to helps for people habits. that are really looking for that taste of beer still and just you know have to have it. And you know they're trying to stay sober, which of course, yay! You can't get mad at that. No, still. you can't get mad at someone staying sober. Hell, I stayed sober, but I never bought a fucking O'Doul's. <laughs> you know, and I got just, fake I, wasted. I was just like, nah, bro, I'm gonna quit drinking. So I quit drinking. That's all it was. And it's like, if you're going to just not drink coffee because you don't need the caffeine, don't get that fucking decaf bullshit. (laughs) But I have a feeling that people don't agree with me, so I do believe that is a thought I should have just kept to myself. (laughs) Who, though? I've never met someone that drinks decaf coffee. I don't either. Really? Nope. I don't know. Morgan likes decaf coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, Shut up, Morgan. (laughs) Uh, it's been a fucking crazy week though man speaking of uh, crazy week and like Instagram and shit so we've been if you want to follow us on Instagram that's at something GFY uh, but be, if you do that um, 
someone may try to like wind up purging you and try yeah. following you on our behalf. I don't know the details on this, but I saw this the other day. Got to bring this up simply because it happened. Uh, there was this uh, Instagram page. Uh, they've since corrected everything, so I'm kind of 50-50 on if I should name drop them or not. Because they, they eventually backed out and fixed their shit. They didn't for a minute, but... You can bleep it out if we have to. I'm just sitting here, you know, contemplating, I'm like, is it worth saying who it was? But this could happen to anybody, too. This is like a, this might be like a general thing that happens with certain pages and shit like that, well, too. Well, yeah, it is, it is, but it just, it happened with us and to people that we were connected with, so I just right. felt a little bit more of the need to bring it up. So anyway, we've been very careful and very conscious on who we follow and what we follow on our... Um, something good for you Instagram page because you know we want to make sure to curate it toward the people that you know we want to interact with so you know we'll, we follow our listeners you know if you listen to us we'll follow you back because we want to interact with you it's that simple there was this page that tagged us in an Instagram post to look at their site and it was promoting like some sort of little GoFundMe something they were doing it was doing. like a little spam page that was just yeah it was like donate to our page and do this that and the other and I was like, okay, fine, whatever. No, I'm not doing that. But I go to their page because they said they were a podcast. So I was like, huh, how did they find me? And I started just kind of going through their page, and I noticed that they had very few followers or following. In fact, they had – I got the uh, – I had a little screenshot video pulled up, uh, interested. They had 16 followers, and they were only following 100 pages. So I was like, who are they following? And I went to their page, and they were following – very close friends of ours. Just basically our follow page and just, just liked everything. Uh-huh. Yeah, they went through and was just like following like close people. Like I- I'm showing them the video now. There are some people in this list that there's no way they would have found very on their specific own. To, uh, to our group. Right. <laughs> so I sent them a message. Just want to kind of maybe figure out because at the same time, I know a lot of friends of ours that are getting into podcasts and doing different shit. So I'm sitting here going... Who is this? I don't know who it is. So I messaged us like, hey guys, I'm really not sure what's going on here, but I'd appreciate it if you didn't go through our following list and follow everyone that we are, antagonists in your GoFundMe posts, potentially dragging our friends into thinking we're connected to something with a GoFundMe that we have no idea what it's about. And yeah, and, and try to avoid all those repercussions. And they were, and, and in so many words, he replies me and goes, are you stupid? You're following all my personal friends from my personal account, so get your pickle out of your asshole. Yeah, fuck off, liar. Oh, shit. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, excuse me? <laughs> who, who, wow. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> and I went back and forth one for a split second. I was like, you know, who the fuck is this? I said, because if you're a friend, I want to promote you. I said, but if you're not, this is a really shitty thing to do. And he eventually bought me on that page. And I've got like a million fucking Instagram pages. So I just started hitting them up on all my different pages going, quit hiding. I got questions. Who? Why are you following all our personal friends and telling them to donate to a fucking GoFundMe page and all this shit? And that's crazy. And after a few times of just being called a liar and to fuck off and getting blocked a few times, I, I kept it to where one account never interacted with them so I could still keep an eye on them. And uh, I checked that account, and so far he unfollowed everyone and started following new people. So huh. so I, that, right. that was some fucking weird shit to happen, man. Like, what, what, what did that guy have to gain from following our tiny little page and uh, following our close friends that we follow through the page to interact with them? I wonder how often that happens with, uh, with uh, certain algorithms like that for us spam to filter through. Yeah. I don't know, man. It's fucking weird, though. 
I never thought something like that would have happened. I was like, and that's yeah. why I was like, when it happened, it was some, something so low level even. It was odd. So we don't get a whole lot of traction from like, no. from like cool shit like that anyway. We don't. And, th- and that's why I found it so odd. And I was kind of second guessing it for a minute going, um, it might be you know, one of our genuine friends or colleagues that are doing it. And when I was like, you know, who is this? And he wouldn't tell me who it was and just kept calling me a liar and a fraud over and over. I'm like, no, no <laughs> one that's you the asshole. Yeah. I'm sitting here going, no, none of my friends that are doing this shit would fucking act like this. They'd be like, Oh, Hey, it's John. Yada, yada. Yeah. Sorry. I don't have my name on the page. Yeah. You know, then it would have been like, cool. I'll like, help promote you. Like all 13 right. of our listeners are going to donate to his GoFundMe. <laughs> All our Patreon supporters go like, oh my God, yes, he helps the environment and shit. Oh. Yeah, that's what it was all about. Interesting. So anyway, enough of my bitching on that. <laughs> that's just really fucking weird, though. Uh, how many of y'all wound up having a... I know you had a MySpace. Yeah, did you, I had a MySpace. Did, did you have a MySpace, Cal? I briefly had one and did nothing with it. But really? I did hear about this story that I think you're going to bring up. <laughs> I forgot well, about this because uh, MySpace is apparently because they've been going through all that bullshit. No one's been on there. They've had their servers hacked, all this different bullshit, and now they've lost all music uploaded between 2003 and 2015. Damn! So anyone that had uploaded music still archived on their MySpace from 2003 to 2015 is now gone. I don't think I I never did the. I know a lot of people. Were, were, record stuff and put it on their MySpace yeah. page to promote it. Did you ever have anything like that? I did actually. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh I think I've still got copies of it. So I'm semi thankful that it's gone off the internet. And I think I even had it privatized by the end of it. But uh no, there was like some weird stuff that's like I, I would lay down some guitar tracks to stuff and I would send it like to Cody or some of our other mutual friends and he would put like weird shit over top of it, like vocal things. And it was like meant to I be I didn't know you could joke. do that with MySpace, but Still. Well, you didn't do that with MySpace. You did it with your friends oh, with and your then tracks, uploaded it, it to MySpace. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought you were like going back back and forth with their pages and shit, but no, that makes sense. No, I would just record something, email it off to like Cody or one of our other friends, and they'd put like some weird vocal track on it. And, but, it, and all it would be is like, you remember those microphones that would kind of like soft sticky to the side of your computer? And it was like uh, almost the Bob Barker looking microphone. It would just be one of those. You'd just tilt it down, just say some stupid bullshit over a guitar riff and then layer it on top, send it back. Or he would just wow. send me the track and then I would layer it on top and then put it up. Did you have like the interface for like guitars and stuff like that to hook up? Not at all. So it sounded like garbage. <laughs> so no, I'm semi glad some of that's gone and everything. Do y'all miss MySpace at all? Like I said, I hardly ever used it, but except for like checking out band uh, bands I like and stuff like that. See, I was a MySpace theme See, man. Yeah, me too, but... I guess, you know... You're a little younger, though, so... By the time you were really getting on social media, Facebook had really come along. Mm, I was on I was on MySpace before Facebook was even... When they were just a college website. Okay. Well. So you were just a social media junkie from day one, Oh, huh? dude, I wanted my own website when I was 10. <laughs> Interesting. To, not to put anything for myself on it. I wanted my own website just to put stuff I liked on it. Like, I wanted a website to put, like, Kiss stuff and, you know, music stuff. Like, I wanted a website. I wanted, I, Before I knew what it was, I wanted to create my own fan site. Interesting. I'm just saying a lot of things are just making sense now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so even at a young age, I wanted to do all that. I had one of those fucking free... God, what were those sites? 
Firefly, Fireware. Yeah, I don't remember any of this, but I do remember like uh, like Firefox. No, not Firefox. That's a web browser. That's a web browser. There was, okay. There was a specific, so there was a bunch of porno ads all over they had to <laughs> sift through too. God, I can't remember the uh, name of it, but it's like you could register for a free domain dot whatever that website was dot com. Interesting. And that was my first website. And I only had it up for 30 days because that's how long the trial was. <laughs> What'd you build with it? Just, just literally just put Ace Fraley photos on it because I was a huge Kiss fan and I was going to be like, because I couldn't find an Ace Fraley website. His website was barely <laughs> www.acefraley.com. That's what I would do and it, nothing, nothing came up. And the, no, Gene, I'll make it. Gene Simmons saw it and said, yoink. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was just the 30 day trial and it, it just had like three photos on it and, uh, and a website counter. You didn't have a real website unless you had that fucking counter at the bottom. Same thing with the MySpace. You, you didn't have a legit MySpace unless you had that click counter on it. You know what? I think we took a computer class where we had to build our own website. Yeah. And it was along those lines where I would put like Black Sabbath stuff. Uh-huh. <laughs> and shit like that. Do you remember huh. those counters though, Mikey? For No, I never used a click counter. Really? Oh, you didn't have a profile view counter? Nope. Oh, that was to show you were the hot shit. Because you could see your profile count from the back end. Mm -hmm. So what you would do is when you would get, when you'd code up your MySpace and everything and put all the cool backgrounds and shit on it, you'd get your, uh, you'd get the uh, click counter, the profile view counter. That way it would register starting at zero every time someone went to your account. Yeah. You could go in the code, have it start at your actual profile view count number. That way, as soon as you put click it on there, the very first number that shows up is the new number based on your old count. And that was to show you were just the hot shit. It's like, yeah, look at how many people look at my fucking account because it looks cool. Because <laughs> you're in high school and you're trying to one up everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my fucking MySpace looks like. No, nah, MySpace was middle school for me. See, that's what I'm saying. You're a little younger. And that's why I, was, I think I had hopped on right around the early period. It. I, God, I can't remember what year. I was going to say, you were because like, ten, basically, you 10 years old or something like yeah, that, Yeah, right? that's about right. That's, that's crazy. Right. So it would have been like 2006, 2007. Maybe closer to 11, 11 or 12 closer. But it was still very young. And now you're to, to the point when we moved back up to Charlotte, I had a well-established MySpace page. So I was on MySpace in Gaffney before we moved up. At like 11 years old, just by being like, yeah, yeah I'm cool. Basically, <laughs> yeah, skinny as fuck. And Who, me? Yeah. No. Well, you were fat I for a while. I was fat as fuck. And then you got skinny. And then got a little and fat again. And then MySpace disappeared. <laughs> That's also something I'm glad about. <laughs> I, I, I wish they, they can just delete my whole fucking account, man. There is some fucking mid 2000s photos in there that were very of the time i never had a click counter but uh the top friends list was uh, oh that was the shit man. that's where the battle was mm -hmm. my took place my wait favorite. why am i number three now yeah, yeah right <laughs> why is this guy your best he was never even on your top friends list now he's number one who the fuck is this guy who's this girl <laughs> i remember going to certain pages just to get the open there a little uh display song they had like my best friend oh yeah my best friend growing up had his set up and uh his intro song was live to win <laughs> oh my god <laughs> and if you're dating a girl she's your number one friend and uh -huh. then if you guys like get in a fight or something you don't say shit but you just like take her away from number one you pop her, pop <laughs> her to number two you wait, put your number like one bro the, uh, yep, yep, yep. Oh, that's the and then you wait for her to notice <laughs> game on <laughs> I feel like you've played that game. <laughs> That's some passive-aggressive shit. <laughs> nah, man. That fucking top eight was real. If you got in a fight with someone, oh, I you best about you, that. you best fucking believe you were running that damn computer. 
<laughs> logging into your damn MySpace account, waiting for that dial-up to load up, stewing in it, just going, <laughs> hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up. <laughs> click, click, click. This is, hurry up, hurry this up, is hurry like up. the 10 years ago version of somebody reading the dots on somebody sending a text. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or leaving someone on red. Yep. See, but that's what MySpace started that shit. Sounds like it, though. Yeah. It's MySpace a, started that red shit because they would tell you someone read your message. Yep. And then Facebook didn't have it at first. And people were like, what the fuck? And then it started leading to a bunch of fights. Are you ignoring me? Are you ignoring me? I swear, yeah. I know you're reading these. <laughs> Stan, your grandmother says you, you didn't like this t- uh, tweet. <laughs> that was a whole South Park episode. I know. God. I don't. If people pine for those MySpace days, I don't miss that shit at all. Let's think about it. You had your top eight, and then they eventually expanded it to like top 16 and hot 32 friends and shit yeah, like that. And you could choose how many you wanted. Mm-hmm. So, so it was expanded to that. But then think about all the different shit. You had people coding up their website to the point where sometimes you would click on someone's profile. Oh, your computer would crash. Yes. Yeah, they would fucked. put too much shit on it. It was the one rich fuck that had a decent internet and could load all that shit. And then this guy in bumfuck uh, South Carolina is sitting here going, uh, I can't click your shit because you've got 50 million moving graphics on it. And now my computer fucking crashed out. <laughs> so you'd have to deal with that bullshit. You'd have to deal with the, you know, the friend shit with, you know, the top eight, top 12, all that shit. And then the bulletin board. I was about to say there was like a blog board in the middle or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, and yeah. people would post like stupid games like fill this out, LOL, uh-huh. and upload it yourself. And I remember that. Tag some people in it. If MySpace, I mean, Facebook every so often tries bringing that shit back. Yeah, fuck that shit. Yeah. You think it's just a nostalgia thing with everybody crying over MySpace these days or saying they miss it? Who says that? I don't know. You, I was just talking I, I about. I feel like I see that every so often. Did you see nostalgia for that kind of thing? I, especially after that article hit. That makes sense. Especially Probably after that article the, hit, a lot of people were like, "Oh my god, I wish MySpace was better. I wish that I wish Facebook wasn't around anymore." Be, 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 Our be, social be. network's gonna be. <laughs> and they were complaining about it on Facebook. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, motherfucker, so- Tom has a Facebook. How about stop using Facebook? It's like, our social network's going to be retro? <laughs> because you know Instagram and Facebook are going to go the way of MySpace eventually. But what's going to take its place? Something bigger and better. But what? Because a lot of things have tried coming up. We had, we've had Vero. We've had Google+. Plus. We've had a lot of different things. Uh, that, um, that fucking anonymous... So remember when uh, Facebook would go, was going through all the privacy shit, yeah. and then that one company came up was like, you know, we're going to be the most secure social media website with no algorithms and no ads, and you had to be on like a fucking waiting list to get on it. I still have my account, but I can't remember what it was called. I'm just saying, like, people oh. are going to study this technology further and further, and somebody's going to come along with a bigger and better version of whatever, because that's what's what always happens. Neuralink, we're all connected to one universal consciousness. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but but let's actually kind of de- dig into this yes, a little Mikey. bit, because... <laughs> well, let's think about this. The original bulletin boards on MySpace was what? Chain emails. That's true. So everything has a starting point. People started with those chain emails of going, you know, you know, those really long jokes or narratives and shit. Right. Forward this to five of your friends, shit. That well, your start- mom's gonna get cancer and die. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that bullshit. That all started in those chain emails. 
So the natural progression of that is once people started getting connected, where was there a way for them to still share those? And now with the way everything progresses. So now with the way social media progresses, it's no longer really the chain emails, but now we have to show pictures and everything of ourselves because it's what we couldn't really do before with the way technology was. Exactly. So in that mind frame, if Facebook is eventually going to fall by the wayside, what's the natural progression of what we've been doing? What's our next chain email? Is it more of a Probably interactive more, video experience? It is might it more very of well a, be. Because Instagram is more, uh, people use that more than anything these days as far as getting the word out. Do you think VR is actually going to kick off? Hey, if it leads to, if it kicks off, it, it won't seriously will until like maybe a few years from now. Because everybody's having issues with it right now, and they're like, uh, "I don't know." And this is coming from somebody who hasn't tried it yet. Yeah, I haven't done the, the, system the only or anything like that either. The only experience I've so had I was with, just talking out of my ass. <laughs> the only experience I've had with VR has been this: the PlayStation VR. Right, I tried like, that up at Brad's. Well, the once. problem with VR is anyone can get a Facebook, but those VR sets get expensive. So that's where that shift is going to get a little wobbly. You think be- yes, but no, because with this phone right here, I can get. A um, a mask. Yeah, that sits right in, and everyone has a cell phone. True. And they already have facial uh, recognition set up. Yeah, my new phone right here. You can't unlock this thing right there. Boom! It vibrated because it didn't recognize. Check this out. Even with the microphone in front of my face, unlocked. Wow. So so facial recognition is getting a lot better, even too. That's scary. So what? Uh, so what would uh, happen if uh, you combine social media with VR with a like? Like as Instagram filters and shit like that, you take over the world. I'm see, I'm see. Well, because I've seen there's enough episodes of GI Joe to know where this is going. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, but is VR going to be something that can take off? Is that going to be something that people adapt to quick? Because so far, all the social media trends I feel like have been stuff that people are easily adaptable to. You know? Yeah. That's I a, don't want to wear a fucking headset. Yeah. Because even Google, they tried that Google Glass. I yeah. brought that up a, long, right. a while ago. They tried that Google Glass thing, which had was basically just glasses that had a little matrix screen off in the corner with really tiny type to where in your actual vision with it being that close, it was really high def and it looked nice. And you could actually do like an interactive VR thing all day with these glasses. They just never kicked off, but they were available. It won't be uh, refined quickly, but once it does get, but now that the ball is rolling with this kind of technology, it's only a matter of time before it, is actually refined and but i remember a backlash and just a lot of people like they're starting to print up signs going no google glass allowed in this building and shit like that i don't think but it won't be about google it'll be by somebody else i think maybe um i don't think vr is going anywhere but i think like speech is probably the dominating market right now <laughs> with like alexas and google oh yeah, and yeah. All no that shit. so maybe the next form is more going to be more auditory instead of visual because it's different. Hmm. Maybe that is. Maybe you're onto something on that. Because and know, everyone and their it, grandma wants to make a podcast these days, and everyone's listening to podcasts or music is now so readily available, and that's yeah. Yeah, maybe it's a system to where, like what you're saying with those Alexa and Google Echo, you know, devices, and maybe even comparing or adding to what I was saying earlier about a visual aspect. Maybe just a lot more things or like like the concept of the Google Hangout, where you connect with a bunch of people and hang out and chat. 
Maybe the yeah. new form isn't going and liking someone's photo and commenting on it. You can just it's have an interactive through, conversation over a speaker or something it's, like it's that. It's scrolling through a feed and you have the option of listening to their messages, which would be a new version of their posts. Mm-hmm. Or, or if they're on live. live yeah. yeah, or they're live just hanging out and you have the option of clicking and being like, oh, hey, I'm live now too. What's up? And, you know, and all of a sudden it's like you've got all these different groups and shit together. Because a lot more people are wanting to hang out at home, and even Facebook is in introducing those watch party party features. That's it's like true. you're all here with us. <laughs> I mean, maybe that yeah. is the new thing because get the camera on for, in top of the TV, and people will think of improving communication now that there will be context with vocal delivery too, as far as and getting your message across. I was going to say, and that might be the social justice push they use for it. Yeah. Break, break, break away from the you know, text boundaries because, you know, people feel like they want to be a lot more stronger and high and mighty behind their keyboard. Right. Will actually physically say that stuff. Yeah. Say and it see, out loud and, and see what and happens. See if it actually decreases, uh, like online bullying. And I don't have to it may decrease online bullying, but you know, what's going to increase fucking masturbating. Uh, every fucking girl. <laughs> every fucking guy on there is just like dick and balls. And the porn companies will milk the shit out of that so it'll make all the fucking money, dude. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure they every already are. Every one of our female friends turns into a cam model all of a sudden. <laughs> We're on to something here, y'all. I mean, that's kind of how it is already. Yeah, I mean, well, there's websites for that, but you log on to Pornhub, and that's their main advertisement is the live feature. There you go. Don't don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say shit. (laughs) Cap gave me some eyes. Uh, I'm just laughing. I was hilarious. No, but uh, Alex starts off at 10 years old with a website, and now he runs several accounts on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. (laughs) Yeah, that's how that shit goes down. Has his own space on the mic. <laughs> what did you do to deserve, deserve the spot on the mic, Mikey? Showing up. Uh, I don't know. I <laughs> do have to do anything, I don't think. Yeah, awesome. we just kind of asked you over and over to come in. Yeah. <laughs> you keep showing up. Mikey, you're a Zach Brown uh, band fan, aren't you? A little bit. I got some good stuff. I got, uh, this was interesting. A friend of mine sent me uh, their set list. And it's a pretty lengthy set list. It has 29 songs. Well, I went to see them once, and they played three hours. So, and yeah. And it's weird. It's like I go down through uh, the set list, and I see Home Green, Uncaged, Knee Deep. All right, by George Clinton. You Somebody, Kings of Leon. Okay. Devil Went Down to Georgia, Charlie Daniels. Oh, that's that's, that's kind of weird. Sweet Annie. Get on the microphone. You're looking closer at your phone. <laughs> Sweet Annie, James Taylor, The Boxer, Simon and Garfunkel. My bad. It's on and on. And, <laughs> it's just on and on and on. It seems like full of more covers than originals for three hours. Did they do that when you went and saw them? I'd say it was about half and half covers and originals okay that's interesting it's like where do you draw the line as far as like if you have covers that you can nail and present to people to fill a, a set time with and that's cool but i don't know it feels like you're going to watch a glorified cover band at that point how, how many how many albums does zach brown have quite a few he has hits good bit i mean i didn't mind it though like i wouldn't pay anything more than what i did for it but for 30 dollars lawn tickets to just go hang out and um i mean they're fucking good because he's got some of their hits are annoying and terrible songs but 
and I kind of know the hell of a show. I, They're I kinda, all talented. I kind of know the Zach Brown story a little bit, where he wanted to write legit songs, or he had an album full of you know like songs that he wrote that he was genuine about, but he wanted the one song that encapsulates all the pop country demographic low hanging fruit into one mm-hmm. fucking song and chicken fried. And now he doesn't have to worry about anything ever again. Yeah. So now he can just play whatever the hell he wants with his band and just be a glorified cover band, I guess. But that's kind of sounds kind of fun too if you just want to just jam with your friends and do that kind of shit. Yeah. I don't know though, but it's like, well, kind of bring it back to your question though. Where is the line on how many covers is too many in a set like that? Because I've watched uh, videos on Tom Petty and stuff like that too. Well, they'll do three or four covers just to jam on, but it's always like '60s covers and stuff like that. With yeah. Zach Brown Band, it'd be one thing if it was like all like classic country covers, but they're all over the map too, with like Raids Against the Machine and Metallica <laughs> and U2 <laughs> and Kings of Leon, and just feels like somebody you'd see playing at Applebee's or something like that for three hours or yeah. that kind of regular set list. I don't know. It's, it's to me it feels like if you have enough content don't have close to half of your set be covers. Like, if you're going to play a three-hour set, four or five, sure. Four or five covers is nice. But if it's so about the, half of the fucking set... And it's all... Too, and be prefer- I mean, I thought... It'd be, I, I always think it would be cooler if it's stuff that makes sense for your kind of genre. Unless you'd like your right. uh, sound takes, say, the Rage Against the Machine cover <laughs> to the next level. That still baffles me that they chose that. I don't know. They do that what kind of stuff. What does it sound like? I haven't bothered to sit down and figure it oh out. Mikey, did you go see, uh, when you went and saw them, they, were they all over the map like that too? No. Uh, they mainly played, of course, their songs. They did a couple of Eagles songs. Really? If I remember. So that would make sense. Yeah. I definitely played Seven Bridges Road. I remember that distinctly. And, just, um, and this isn't me like shitting on... A couple Skinnered Z- songs. They did Charlie Daniels. Yeah. And they put on the stage show is actually really fucking cool. They I've been put told, a lot like, of the work show into it. is actually really good. Yeah, show was a lot of fun. No, it's just like one of those deals where it's like uh, I'm not shitting on Zach Brown at all. I mean, his band is very fucking talented. They can play for days. It's just I just thought it was weird. I like, but I don't see a problem with playing covers. Hell, we cover Kiss, and we got a couple of other covers in our back pocket just to keep people's interest in right. which I think is important I yeah mean, but it's I'll, like at the same time it's like but that's not the entirety of our set exactly you know it's like a lot of the stuff that we incorporate you know A works with our sound and everything but at the same time half of our set is in covers we're still an original band so for an original band like that it just feels a little odd for them to put, just throw so many fucking covers in especially if he has a good back catalog but well, the, all but the I'll say, did, oh, go ahead, Mikey. All I'll say about it is I saw them at a PNC Pavilion. Gotcha. So, and that place was fucking packed. I'm sure it was. So they're doing something right. No, it's totally fine. But uh, I just I just think stuff like that's weird. And I think uh, the, if you're an original band, there's nothing wrong with having covers. But that's just to keep audiences engaged. And I'm sure they have a catalog where like some hits are stronger than others, to where they have to fill three hours with. Uh, material that everybody will know too. Well, if you have to do that, why are you doing three hours to begin with? I don't know. Maybe they get offers like that that they can't have, that they have no business turning down as far as, you know, guarantees and shit like that. So that might, that might be part of it too. Yeah, but I mean, we've done our three hour sets and we still try to make it as original as possible. And, and with the limited, with the, even with the limited um, catalog that we had. And that's building a show around it and everything too. But we, the way we got away with it, 
uh, because of people coming in and out of bars. There, people are there for the entire three hours with uh, Zach Brown, too. Yeah, but they're still getting pretty fucking drunk and high. It sounds like a good time playing as whatever you want on top of shit that you wrote that are hits in front of people. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just, it just, you showed me that set list earlier, and it just struck me odd about how many covers were in it. Yeah, but I mean, when Bruce Springsteen does his three hour sets. It's mostly his stuff. Tom Petty did his stuff. It's all his stuff, or did his three hour sets. I don't know. I don't know. I think they just kind of grew up in that. Um, they talk about it too in that bar atmosphere. So they're always at bars, open mic nights, doing the same shit. So because college bars, they just took it to the road and every, then added their own stuff and a bunch of covers, and it ain't changed probably. Man, they're they're not hurting. They're by just any on a bigger means, stage. No? Yeah, they're doing better than us. So who am I to say anything? Yeah, <laughs> we're just jealous. <laughs> That's all it is. That's what people just wind up saying in the end, anyways. <laughs> What's been going on new with you, Mikey? Not a whole lot. Um, I did take a lot of notes for this episode. I felt bad last episode because I Aww. ate that gummy off the sidewalk. <laughs> the entire episode, I was just... Uh, that you totally found on the sidewalk. Uh, the one episode you decide to ask me, like, so what do you do? Tell us about the body. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I'd say how my body feels. I'm a professional. Here's some shit that happened to me this morning. Uh, I was going to work. Yeah. And I guess either the power went out or fucking power went out, man. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. I don't know what happened, but um, very busy intersection in Charlotte at Audrey Hill and Lancaster Highway. Yeah. And there's two lanes going straight, and then a left turn lane on both sides. Uh, Traffic lights were like blinking, Mm -hmm. so not working on either side. So people were just kind of going through and like. It was it was sketch because there's a lot of traffic, man. Like it was a little scary. Jesus. But um, I pull into the parking lot at the Harris Teeter next to where I work, and there's a fucking cop in front of me that was already in the parking lot, but he pulls off like in another direction. So like I park and he's sitting there. I'm like, hey man, um, that light up there is out, so you might need to get someone on that. He goes, yeah, there's already a call in for it. And I'm just like, okay, cool. All right. Like, go out there and put your fucking vest on and uh, grab yeah, your do fucking baton, it. man. Like, shit. That cop's just like, that ain't my squad. It's fucking dumb, man. And then yesterday, I was driving, and there was a green Honda Civic on the road with absolutely no fucking tag. Like, no license plate. And then a cop right behind him the whole time. For, like, miles. So I'm hoping that before I wow. saw that, he had pulled him over previously yeah, and then just happened to still be behind him. But if not... That then, cop was just being lazy as shit, wasn't he? Right. I don't, <laughs> have, a, I don't have the right colored little sticker for getting my inspection, and that's a fucking ticket. But <laughs> <laughs> Now that everybody knows. <laughs> no, man. It's, that seems to be something that's happened a lot lately. Even at my work. Check this shit out. This was a discussion going on between two of the managers because we have a lot of paperwork that needs to be scanned in digitally to have a digital file of. Some of it is order numbers, so you've got POs, and some of them are actually invoices. So you've got two different kind of sheets of paper that may connect to the same uh, shipment, okay? And those are going to have to be scanned together in a group to, you know, stay in that group and then a separate file folder for different documents, Okay. So they're sitting here going, we can't staple these pieces of paper together because they have to be scanned, but 
if we leave them loose, they're gonna it's gonna get all mixed up, and they're hard to figure out exactly which ones. And we don't want the person scanning them to get confused. And they're like going back and forth on the whole ordeal, and then eventually just kind of leading to a well, they're just gonna have to really pay close attention. You know, I don't know what else we can really do about this. Blah blah blah. I put my head out of the office and I go, just an idea. <laughs> you could just paperclip. The, <laughs> the ones that need to stay together together yeah and then you know a staple staple them uh, afterward <laughs> and then he goes well we're still gonna have to staple them I'm like i know that i'm saying maybe put get the a paper folder. clip on them now and then staple them after the fact because they can't be stapled when they're scanning I'm like, i know that <laughs> take the paper clip off you know, paperclip, take that off, scan it, and after they're scanned, paperclip, then you um, fucking staple Could they not it. put them in, like, organize them by folders? There, there's a <laughs> lot of different sheets. So, And then the reaction I get to that is, huh, maybe. That just takes a lot of extra work. <laughs> not as much work as it took for you to just sit here and think about it, Bryce. Oh, my God. <laughs> This is the kind of bullshit I'm dealing with. And these are managers. These are managers. <sighs> One wow. is the guy that deals with all the like, you know, legal and in, in, ins and out stuff, and the other guy's the purchaser. Huh. Yeah. That's my and life. They, so, and they ha- and they give you money. <laughs> yeah. So you can't say shit to them. Whatever. <sighs> yeah, ex- pretty much. <laughs> that sounds terrible. It's it's fucking Dude, I've been dealing with fucking idiots no matter where I go. And they all drink decaf. You know, Cap, you never talk about work. What the fuck do you do? I work at a... (laughs) I work at a glorified warehouse with computers, essentially. My work's not that interesting. That's why I don't talk about it. it you You say computers, that automatically makes it sound fancy. It's a little fancy for a warehouse. You're talking about Cap. It can't be too fancy. It ain't that fancy. And I have no slide on you either, Gavin. I just can't see you working in no fancy place. I had a moment no, of genius. We have a water fountain in the lobby, and it's one of those ones where you press the hot button and it turns the water hot, but it takes a while for it to heat up. And the freaking owner was messing with it because, like, someone was there, some, I don't know, whatever, corporate, whoever. And um, he fucked up. He walked over to it and then pressed the hot button and then went to get water. He was just like, oh, why is this water coming out hot? <laughs> and um when well, no, i wouldn't come out at all he's like why is the water not coming out and uh owner looks at it and she's like oh you uh you hit the hot water button now it's heating up and they're like oh how do we turn that off so they're like <laughs> fucking with it for like a good 30 seconds and, like hitting stop. buttons and then they finally push the water button and the water comes out and it's still hot and the red light is still on for the hot and they're like how do we reset this and i'm just like maybe unplug it <laughs> plug it back in <laughs> so they do that unplug it plug it back in it starts back up red lights off water comes out cold i'm like hey <laughs> it's not that hard come on man i brought up my fucking that phone. give me a raise <laughs> that ain't happening man i brought up my phone earlier because i just got the new xs fucking amazing love it well free plug getting, but but getting this thing has been the biggest fucking headache ever. You think the <laughs> PayPal shit? Did you listen to last week's episode? Yep. You think that PayPal shit was bad? Dealing with these fuckers, 
puts that PayPal shit to fucking shame. You're talking about Sprint, right? Talking about Sprint. Now, the way Sprint works is... Sorry, my voice is gone. I've I've had fucked up voice all week. (laughs) The way Sprint works is, or at least my plan, is I have an unlimited plan, and the phone is eligible for an upgrade uh, every 12 months. Okay, uh, And the way it works is it's through a lease plan. I'm not actually purchasing the phone. I'm paying a little extra a month to lease it. And then when my lease is up, I send the phone back and they send me a new one. Right. It's, it's a fucking sweet deal. And I do that with all my iPhones. And that's why people are always like, oh, you got all the expensive iPhone. I was like, yeah, I'm not really paying for it. <laughs> I would not be dropping this much money on a fucking iPhone. I could get it on a good deal through a lease. And I've done that for the past few phones. Easy peasy. Just... It gets knocked out. It's so simple to do. Morgan just got hers done. Two steps. Boom. Easy. That's just how the contract works with Sprint, right? Yes. Okay. And like Morgan upgraded her phone within like five minutes. Everything was completed. Hunky-dory. Perfect. It's so easy. For some reason, it's me. My accounts. And it's always like with PayPal, apparently it was, they don't know what's going on. It must be something with your account. And now with Sprint, it was my fucking account that wasn't doing shit right. All of your accounts are just falling apart. God damn. (laughs) So I go online and the exact phone I wanted was the XS Black 256 gigabyte. Right. In space gray. Space gray, black, whatever it is. And it was out of stock online. Well, I call it customer service and I say, hey, When's it going to be back in stock? Because they're running a discount on it too. And they go, oh, we don't know when it's going to be back in stock. But we can check some of your local stores to see if it's available. I said, well, it's not available. It doesn't say it's available through store pickup online. They go, oh, well, you know, sometimes the stores may have a couple extra. I'm like, okay, fine, whatever. Yeah. She was sitting on hold, comes back about five minutes later. She goes, yeah, this location here has one. I was like, okay, sweet. So I call up that location. Yeah, I was like, I call up that location just to confirm. And I go, hey, do you have this phone? And they go, yes. We've got, we've got one more left in stock. We can't hold it, though. I said, that's fine. That's fine. I said, I can be there in a few hours. I said, um, I said, will you be able to honor that online promo that's going on? He goes, what is it? And I told him what it was. And he goes, oh, yeah, that should be fine. I said, perfect. So Morgan and I boogie on over there after work. I'm about to upgrade that new phone. Just the king of coupons. Over oh, there. Dude, dude, I know what I'm doing. I, don't even, I'm not, I do not spend a lot of money for shit. It does not happen. I am cheap. I do not have a lot of money to spend. So get over there. Get everything set up. And they go, okay, so you're going to have to return your phone now. And I said, okay, so what I actually want to do is pay this phone off, which you have the option to do as part of the lease. Because you can either turn it in or you can pay the remaining balance. My friend was going to pay me the remaining balance, unlock it, I was going to give it to him. So I didn't make any money off it. So it was basically he was going to buy me out of the lease. I give him the phone and all's good and good, which is an option. And I told him, I said, that's what I want to do. And he goes, huh. Well, it's not letting me do that here. And I said, well, it lets me do that here. And I pulled up the website yeah. and I showed him all the options of what I can do. And that's exactly what I can do. And he goes, oh, huh. I don't, I'm not sure. Well, let me see. Hold on. And types in a few more things. He goes, okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it says you're going to have to pay it in full. It's like, no, there's right here. It says there, so I can it's just. not make, what this says, sir. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no, I don't have to pay it in full today. It, said it, it says it can be spread across six months for 33 extra dollars a month. Right. Just tacked onto my bill. So that's that's what I'd like to do. He goes, well, if you're going to do that, you have to pay it off first before we can give you the new phone. I said, then why does it let me. <laughs> do it online right here. Yeah, I just the only thing I can't do is select the color I want. You have the color I want. 
that's the only reason I'm not doing this online right now, and I wouldn't have to deal it's with any of this bullshit. The only reason I'm here, sir. <laughs> and I said, so just give me the fucking phone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying really hard to be patient because I know. Picture I'm just... you just like shoving the phone in this dude's face, like here, read this, <laughs> read it. That's how it kind of was because I'm sitting here going, I'm like, why do I know more about your plans and policies than you do? Why am I more educated than the fucking uh, store employee? What the fuck? The guy at the store just like, no, nah, I didn't. So that's what's annoying me about it, is I'm sitting here going, I'm telling this fucker how to do his damn job and the things he can actually do, and now he's figuring it out as we go along. <laughs> so, so eventually he gets on the phone with this one chick. They go back and forth. They're trying to figure out what to do. And right as he's about to go, yeah, we okay, cool. We've got it all figured out. We can put it as the payment plan, and we'll be able to get your phone taken care of. I said, cool. And he goes, hmm, it looks like you may have to have an active card on file for us to do this. And right as I was about to say that, because that was during the time my card yeah. was disconnected that I was talking about last week. He's like, you see? So right as I was about to say, well, we can just use my wife's card just to go ahead and do this because it was going to be nothing. For some reason, they still had to have it on file to do nothing. Right. As soon as he says that, my phone dings. And says I have a declined payment through my Bank of America. For zero dollars. <laughs> For over two hundred dollars. Oh. They tried charging me the full amount for the phone right then and there. Uh, and I'm like And I didn't say anything. I, I I just I saw it and I just kinda let them keep talking and kinda figure their shit out. Cause I know no matter how many times they do it, they can't process the payment. So I'm mm-hmm. just letting them just try as many times as they want. Let's see how deep they can so they were gonna tr- So they couldn't, but they were trying really fucking hard. They tried like two or three times to run that payment. Wow. And then he finally comes on and he goes, yeah, it looks like we're going to have to have an active uh, card on file for us to go through with that payment plan. I said, I'm not sure what y'all are trying to pull over there. I said, but you're sure as hell not trying to do a payment plan. And then I turned my phone around to show them the charges. I said, here's all the declines for over $200 that you're trying to pay, uh, that make me and pay in bulk right after you said you weren't going to do that. I said, what the fuck is going on here? What do they say? And he, he just kind of looked at it kind of bug eyed a little bit, got back on the phone with the girl, kind of disappeared <laughs> he knows. for a minute. <laughs> Almost kind of. Abort, abort. And then kind of walks back over. He goes, yeah, I don't think we're going to be able to do anything about all this. Oh. I was like, <laughs> you really? You don't even get the fuck Down phone. with Sprint. <laughs> Down like, with really? Sprint. And he goes, yeah, sorry, you know, I guess you'll just have to wait for everything to pop back up online to get every, everything that you're wanting to get done. So like, how long did you have to wait? So, well, then I went, so, wait a minute. I said, so why do you have the phone here in the store? But I can't, I said, I would be doing this online. But the phone isn't available on the, online, and you say your store doesn't have any in stock. Yet I'm in your store right now, and there's one. Because I'm looking at it. <laughs> so why don't you put this in stock online and let me just deal with it online and don't have to deal with any of your bullshit? Oh, we can't do that. We have to submit a ticket in order to get the stock back in. Like, what? it's really fucking hard to do that. Do they not have a third party? Uh, this is what my company does. Exactly. Yeah. Third party co- company that... Gets all this shit shipped out. So it's like, okay, if your stock's wrong, that's you log into the back end of your uh, admin account, you go to that fucking thing, you see the little zero, you hit the backspace, you type in a one, and then you hit save. Mm -hmm. And then you go, wait five minutes, please, sir. And then we kind of mill around the store for a minute, and he goes, okay, check online and see if it's updated. Oh, it's updated now. Thank you so much, sir. I can take care of this now. 
that's all it would have fucking taken. But no, we can't do anything about it. I said, well, how about this? Let me play your game. I literally said that. I said, let me stuck around for it. Yeah, I said, let me play your game. I said, check this out. I said, how about this? I can select the gold one right here for in-store pickup. I don't want the gold though. Okay. So let's just say (laughs) I place an order for the gold one right here, right now. Get all this shit that I've been trying to get you to do taken care of. While that's just I'm a, here. Just a couple little clicks that I can easily do on the computer here that for some reason is just beyond you to be able to fucking do. So how about we just place the order for the gold and then I decide when I come in, oh, I really don't want the gold. Do you have the space gray in stock? I'd actually like to exchange it for that. And he goes, no, if we open the cellophane, I was like, no, 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 no. Before you even open it, before you even open it and activate it, swap it out. <laughs> how about that would that work he goes oh. then you would have to pay full price for the phone I said why he goes then it would be a returned item it's not a returned no. item if you don't even open the package at that point wow. I just got at that point <laughs> I just, just got get, pissed off up. and left that's when I wow. just left immediately get home call the main customer service going what the fuck's going on she apologizes for all this bullshit that happened and saving all that detail that was a fucking hour long conversation just, just to get continues. to her just imagine the PayPal the pay- exchange. Say PayPal That's what it took to get to this person. So I finally get to that person. <laughs> I got fucking skill now. And PayPal, I, I got I, practice. Pay- <laughs> PayPal was the first boss. Sprint's the fucking main boss. I got this shit now. So I get up to that fucking higher tier person. Oh, God. She apologizes for all the crap. And she she's one of the more educated people I've talked to on the line. And she goes, yes, everything you're saying is absolutely correct. I don't know why they did that in the store. This and the other, blah, blah, blah. You've been a customer for a while. So what we're going to do here, since you are planning on keeping that phone, we're going to apply enough credits to your account to where we're going to pay that phone off for you and close the lease. She goes, that way, now you can just go into any of the stores and upgrade your phone and it'll be as if it's a brand new upgrade but i assure you you own this phone now that's where i would go how can i be 100 percent sure that this will be guaranteed <laughs> and i said that and they said well here's a case number for you i said thank you and i wrote it down and i was like so that should be it i said we should be good to go she goes yes and she goes uh, there's gonna be this amount of credit applied for this this credit for this everything added together is going to pay for your phone and uh the discount that's now going to be expired by the time you're able to get to the store to get your new phone I said, awesome thank you so much a lot of uh, store guys proof. <laughs> so, day two, a week later. I know that's an odd thing to say, but it's like the next step a week day later. Two. <laughs> Got my new card in hand. We're good to go. Mosey on up to the new Sprint store. Fuck that other location. I called another place and they said they had it in stock. I was, I was say, like, word, you wanna, I'm coming to you That would now. be a little awkward, wouldn't it? <laughs> I kind of wanted to go back in there just to rub it in their face, but at the same time, I was like, nah, I'm not opening that can of worms. <laughs> so we'll go to a new one. Everything's going great so far. They're like, all right, yeah, we got that phone for you. They're holding it there. They're going through everything. They're like, so you're going to hold on to this phone? I said, yes. And they go, okay, so you owe us over $200 for that. It's like... Motherfucker! <laughs> what do you mean? I said, no, there's credits on my account enough to be able to apply for that. They go, yeah, that's bill credits. It's like, no, that's not bill credits. It's this credits. And I had the case number. I said, look up this case number. And they go, oh, we can't look up case numbers. What do you mean? <sighs> oh, my God. Oh I my talked God. Oh to my God. Mrs. Yes. Sprint. <laughs> no, her name was Pearl. I remember. Her name was Pearl. I talked to Pearl. Get Pearl on the phone. <laughs> I got Pearl's home number saved. Let me call her up real quick. Oh my God. So I'm about to have a fucking conniption fit only for just (laughs) anger over this. Not even like a hissy fit of like, I'm not getting my way, but like an anger of, I was told this was going to be fine. 
I have enough patience to be able to tolerate this shit, but now she I've been told, told you it's gonna be okay, <laughs> and that was not okay. <laughs> and then she goes, "You have two phones you owe us for." What? And I said, "Well, what's the second one?" She goes, "An iPhone six. You know that gold one that you put in?" Uh- no, no. <laughs> no. She goes, "An iPhone six. I said, "A six." I have an 8 Plus right now, and I'm trying to upgrade to the XS. I don't have a 6. I sent the 6 back to get the fucking 8. What are you talking about? She goes, hold on. She digs into it a little deeper, and she goes, oh, yeah, it says you sent it back, but it's in pending status. Wasn't that like years Uh, ago? It was years ago, and I'm sitting here going, why is it still in pending status? I shipped it back no they go, if it gets it probably got lost or stolen it just hasn't no been. it said it was received but pending like pending that, approval that it was sent back uh wow over that's two just, years ago and i'm sitting here wow. going what the shit so i leave there again somebody fuming. at that third party fucked up i call back one more time and this time it didn't take me long to get to a higher up because I gave them a quick little rundown. I said, listen here. I said, I have been through enough bullshit the past two weeks and I am ready to cancel my account. Get me to a higher up manager that can make some decisions done. If you put me to a lower end customer service person that has to forward me to someone else, I will be canceling my account. I am fed up with this bullshit. Alex Stiff terrorizing customer service. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I was firm and stern because I was sick of this bullshit. I was literally ready to cancel my That's account. like the worst nightmare case scenario of where I work. Yeah. <laughs> of somebody just doing fucking up at the absolute worst. <laughs> So I get someone on the phone, and I explain everything, and I said, here's my old case number. I spoke to Pearl. I have my information. What the fuck is going on? And even he wasn't quite sure. I said, because I grilled him hard on the six. I said, what the fuck is going on with the six? I said, I sent that back two years ago, and you have record that I sent it back. Why is it still in pending status? He goes, oh, someone just didn't put it into complete. I was like... Then why, I said, but you realize that's keeping me from being able to upgrade, right? I said, why is it still like that? He goes, they must have just not fully checked it in. And you know how long it takes from somebody that works in that kind of environment? You know how long it takes? Two clicks? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's literally all you have to do for that kind of shit. And no one noticed it and no one told me about it any of the fucking times I called (laughs) customer service with my issues. Only this fucker told me and the person in store told me because I saw it on their screen. Because here's the thing, too. Someone the first day mentioned something about a six. And I was like, what about a six? And they go, oh, nothing, nothing. That's taken care of. And I was like, okay. And moved on. So then when I saw it at the Sprint store, I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. (laughs) Wow. So with this guy, he completely just wiped everything from my account. He kept my phone number, but wiped everything. He goes, I don't know what's going on. He goes, but I agree with you. This sucks. He goes, I'm wiping everything. He goes. Which is what you're supposed to do if it gets that out of hand. But that normally happens if it's lost or stolen. Yeah. So he just he just completely wiped everything from the account. And he goes, um, he goes, in fact, you, your phone is about to be sim unlocked in the next couple hours. Cause I'll wiped everything. He goes, but your phone number still connected to your eight plus. He goes, boogie on down to that store tomorrow. I get to your new phone. I said, if I go down there, <laughs> <laughs> let's try this one more time. <laughs> I said, if I go down there 
and they can't do this shit. I said, I seriously want it on record that I am canceling my account. I said, because I'm done with this. I said, I would rather be without a phone than have to deal with this bullcrap. And sure enough, went there and the nicest person ever <laughs> worked behind the counter. Hey, darling, I go in how are you? And I go, hey, hey darling. <laughs> I go, hey, I want to get this phone. And she goes, let me check. Oh, we're out of stock. <laughs> I literally felt my heart just drop because the day before they said they had three in stock. And I'm sitting here going, you're uh, meaning to tell me in 24 hours, three of them sold that specific color, that specific gig, that specific model, three of them sold. She's like, I'll go double check. And right as she's about to go check, some guy pops out from the corner and goes, we had one more. They just didn't check it in. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> wow. And then everything just went through like a breeze afterward. And she goes, you were actually really, she goes, I wasn't expecting that surprise when I said you're, we were out of stock on that phone. I said, what do you mean? She goes, you didn't yell or anything. I said, you don't understand. <laughs> I've been to hell and back trying to get this fucking phone. I just wanted to cry. That's all it was. <laughs> I want to know what third party company Sprint uses to get these model phones prepped and ready for transport. Because oh they are God. fucking up. <laughs> so, again, Sprint is fine if you never have to deal with their customer service. Their online options are fantastic. You can save a lot of money. They have great deals, and their service is fine. But as soon as you have to speak to someone, you want to murder everyone around you. Is this going to be a weekly segment now? Alex terrorizes customer service? I'm not terrorizing customer service. <laughs> or Alex's adventures through hell and customer service. That's more like it. <laughs> And the thing is, is I feel comfortable bitching about this sort of stuff because, again, I've done customer service for a long time. Exactly. That's why and it's so I know, funny. And I know how it feels to be on the other end of the phone. So I try very hard to give them what I would want to get in that position. But when you give me bullshit answers, when I'm being so cool with you and being so understanding, you're just going to be pushing my buttons. And especially if I know you're a big company like that with different levels and tiers of customer Cause service. Because you, know, you know how they talk and you know the mannerisms and you know the I know lingo. the lingo. Yep. I know what they're telling me and I know the bullshit they're feeding me. I'm like, no, 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 That's why no, you always no. lead it up with, I don't want to be mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> So listen. <laughs> so please just get me to the higher up guy that I can talk real with and we can just knock this shit out. <laughs> That's been my week. <laughs> and I'm tired. Did it, did it take the whole week for all this to get resolved? It took like two weeks to get this shit resolved, Two fucking man. weeks. Yes, because it happened starting when I didn't have my card. Because the guy was going to want my card on file and then he wound up charging it over 200 bucks twice. Oh. <sighs> And then fuck that guy, man. That was the worst part of that story. Yeah, yeah. that's sketchy. <laughs> shit. That's so fucking sketchy. I know. Thank God I had my card canceled at that point. Right. Because I didn't have that two hundred for him to take out. Right. Do they expect there. you to just not notice? I don't understand what they're thinking was on that i think it had to do with more idiocracy on their end because they didn't realize that i could put i could split those payments across my bill because i I gotta do that uh, because you because when you're upgrading the phone again you have the option of turn it in or pay it off yeah if you select to pay it off you can either pay it off in full or have it split onto different segments through your monthly plan and i I get that that, but they try to run your card without even you agreeing to yeah that's nuts paying 
And I don't understand. I don't understand the credit card on file for that kind of thing too, because I understand if I'm going to U-Haul and having to rent a trailer like days in advance to have it on file in case I miss, you know, yeah. pickup or whatever. Why would they hold that over to you on fucking cell phones? It's, I don't know. That's very fucking weird. So after all this shit, I'm done with having to fucking call customer service if something's bad. I'm no just, man, it's got to be a weekly segment. Deal with it. I'm just gonna have to deal with it now. I'm tired of bitching, Mikey. What you got for us? Um, mm. I don't know, man. I don't know. So what's been making you mad this week, Mikey? <laughs> yeah, really. There you go. While we're venting over here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's allergy season's in full swing. So Allergies. Fuck that. <laughs> allergy sucks so bad, yeah. I can't even say it. I can't breathe. I can't see. My lungs it hurt. It hits you My hard, dude. Like, every time like it turns into spring, you're just like your face is just like constantly leaking. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> it's very fun. Did we uh did we tell your allergy story from allergy Tremont? Story. Keeping oh, your nose no. out. The... <laughs> did, did we tell the keep your nose out? No, we didn't. I don't think so. I think that feels a little. We've relevant. told a lot of people this story. Um, all right, and this will actually lead to a little backstory too. So, um, uh, as we just said, my allergies are fucking terrible. Like, I got, I'm with you, man. That's why I said my voice like, has been like yeah. every time you sneeze, it's at least like ten times. Yeah, just in one in a row. That's awesome. No, my record's nine. I haven't hit ten yet. <laughs> but at least goal, three. At least three. Um. So yeah, it's been pretty bad. Uh, I used to have to take like breathing treatments as a kid, and I oh, got wow. shots all the time, and I had to use inhaler until really about two years ago. I stopped needing the inhaler, huh? Or just stopped using it. Uh, one of the two. But anyways, uh, the worst part is my eyes and my nose. My eyes get red as fuck. Yeah. And then my nose is just constantly running. So um, I actually used that to my advantage in uh, elementary school. And uh, this is something I was talking about uh, last night. My mom was talking about this because we had a family cookout. And my girlfriend was there. So naturally, my mom decides to just start telling stories of my childhood <laughs> embarrassing ones at that not really embarrassing uh very classic mikey so um <laughs> classic me dude to your aesthetic all yeah. these years. so uh spring would come brain. around and uh you know my eyes would itch all the time right and they wouldn't turn red unless i rubbed them but when you're a kid and your eyes itch you want to fucking scratch them Right. So what I would do is I would just kind of sit in class and just fucking rub my eyes, just rub, 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 like get it real fucking red on purpose, and then <laughs> like wait till the teacher comes around and just kind of look up at her and she's like, "Oh my god, are are you okay?" I'm like, "I don't know, my eye kind of hurts." Uh, so they, I think I need to go home. So they'd send me to the office, and the office lady be like, "It might be pink eye because like it'd be all gunky too yeah, from yeah. fucking pollen." And uh, so they'd call my mom, and my mom was like, pink eye. So she came and uh, picked me up from school, and like as soon as I got in the car, she's like, you don't have pink eye. <laughs> sure don't, mom. <laughs> I got away with this um, guy like three times that year. In the span of like and a your mom was never like, if you do this shit again? No, because this little stunt, I missed maybe like... 18 days of school yeah. in third grade, which isn't a whole hell of a lot, no. but a good bit. But maybe 15 of those were because I was just bullshitting and I just wanted to go home. Yeah. So, and that was usually my go-to was either rubbing the eye or just anything allergy related was my yeah. ticket out. 
until they so decided you, uh, that I was only doing it because I was bored, and then they put me in gifted classes. <laughs> really? Yeah, that was fun. Damn. And not gifted like like special. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't gonna I was, say it. I was wondering. I <laughs> no, was no, like, no, no. gifted goes both ways. You're right. You're right. You no. Legit gifted or oh, he's gifted. No, I was. <laughs> oh, they tell heart. us we were gifted. The academically intelligently or something gifted AIG courses in oh, okay. elementary school. Right. There's like twelve of us. Academically gifted. They're like, oh, he's bored. Let's make it harder for him. Let's <laughs> get him out with all these stupid ass kids. <laughs> I mean, kinda. But so yeah. Anyways, bad allergies. I can use it to my advantage if I want. Well, I used to. Um, <laughs> allergies get you in trouble potentially. So yeah, it makes people think you do drugs. <laughs> so we were playing Tremont Music Hall. We've told this story a million and one times, different people, and each time we can't seem to remember the exact show that it was right we want to say a fireball wrestling show that's but there what was, i feel it is but there was i don't know there was a fuck ton of people there and it was i know like a fireball show well but i don't remember any wrestling that night is the thing and it was early set too like the sun was still out might have been a farewell show or something like that i don't know maybe anyway. any scene 25th we didn't play that know. though we didn't play that oh never mind i don't know anyways so we get on stage, we do our thing. Uh, the entire night leading up to it, I'm blowing my nose, going to the bathroom constantly. Um, this is when we first started, or when I first really started smoking weed. And then <laughs> throw in a shit ton of energy drinks because I wasn't old enough. Well, I was old enough to drink. You just took it easy that day. I don't think I, don't I was. Think you were yet. Nope, not yet. So yeah, it was just mainly energy drinks and caffeine and weed. It's a hell of a combination. It's <laughs> right. Fun. So uh, we get off stage and I was up there having a damn good time. And I grab my amp and uh, my guitar and I'm walking away and this big dude stops me. And he's fucking like, he's like built like Matt Daigle. So kind of just that wide, like kind of yeah. but taller. So maybe like a whole foot on Matt Daigle. <laughs> a normal human size yeah <laughs> but uh big enough to make me be like well, damn dude you're fucking big calm down <laughs> easy on the red meat buddy oh lord but um he stops me he's like hey man he's like you're a really good guitar player but you gotta learn to keep your nose out of that bullshit <laughs> and i'm just like what are you um, talking about? yeah what are you talking about man what's this about and he is just like he's like yeah man he's like you're really good he's like but uh you don't need to be doing that shit man it's not good for you and I kind of feel like I know what he's talking about, but not really. Is he talking about what I think yeah, he's talking about? And I'm just about? like, what do you mean, man? He was like, I, what bullshit? I didn't do anything. And he was like, nah, man. He's like, cocaine, man. Don't do it. It's a bad drug. And I was just like, oh. I used to do it. <laughs> I was like, nah, man. I, I smoked a little weed, but that's it. And then he's just like, well, I'm an off-duty police officer, <laughs> so I know how to see these things and spot it. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I meant okay. to say I was not smoking weed. <laughs> and I just walked away. So that was that. Nothing too crazy, but. It's allergies getting you in trouble. Allergies getting me in trouble. I guess because I was going to the bathroom and constantly rubbing my nose. And yeah. Yeah. Did uh? And then the did, eye drops probably didn't help because they make your pupils a little dilated. Yeah, I get real bad. I get bad allergies in my eyes, and I only ever get sick like when the seasons change. Did your mama yeah, tell I'm probably anymore? overdue for getting sick. Did your mama tell more young Mikey stories. Did your mama. Um, your mama. <laughs> what else was there? Not really. That was the main one I remembered, just because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, something else that happened this week, uh, wound up seeing that little uh, thing that popped up on Netflix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I wrote that down, too. Yeah, we sat down and watched uh, The Dirt, and that'll be Give on a future episode of Couch Potatoes. Yes. Not quite sure how that one turned out, though. I feel like we were quiet a lot through that one. Well, it's because I watched, we, it's the first time I had watched it, Yeah, and that, and that was, I think me gauging it on mic was kind of weird. <laughs> It was definitely an odd movie. What what was your initial thoughts on it, Mike? Because we've we've talked about it, not the actual movie after seeing it, but we've discussed it a lot. So what was your initial thoughts on the movie? Um, Well, going into the movie, I saw it on Netflix uh, when I opened up my account. It was like the first one being promoted. They pushed hard. Yeah, and I was just like, eh, maybe some other time. (laughs) So I watched something else instead, went to work. Uh, After work, went over to our buddy Will's house Mm -hmm. to see him for a minute. And then he pulled up his Netflix, and it was on. I was just like, all right, I'm going to watch that when I get home. I'll give it 15 minutes, see how it is, and then from there I'll decide. Right. Because it was like 11.30, and I still needed to shower from work and all that shit. So I start the movie. Uh, next thing I know, I'm like, well, damn, I should probably go ahead and take a shower. How much of this movie's left? I pause it, five minutes and 30-something seconds. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was oh, captivated, well. man. I thought it was pretty you got good. sucked in. <laughs> I'm not a Motley Crue fan after the fact, but I yeah. have a you know different perspective. So, you know, it's, it was fun. It was kind of yeah. campy at times. It's very campy. <laughs> and the book is, is a lot more raw than that, too. So that's what kind of went, went into it. When they portray stuff like that on film, it's always, like, very embellished. And they don't – it's a lot prettier when you watch it with the lighting and the costumes and the makeup <laughs> than probably what actually happened. Yeah. I don't know. My, my initial takeaway from it was if this was a fictional band, I would have enjoyed it. But seeing all the bullshit they did and got away with it and not a lot of repercussions for what they did. And they're still, quote unquote, still here today. Right. And then after the movie, I decided to go back and listen to the first album and Livewire is like the only that's, that's good song, song on the album. That's the song I like. It. Yeah. <laughs> so spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen the movie yet. Mick Mars dies. <laughs> no, I know he doesn't. No, I'm kidding. No, but spoilers for if you guys don't want to hear us talk about any of that crap. That's just our initial overview and thoughts on it. But we're going to talk about a couple things that I liked couple things i didn't like and a little bit of everything in between so if you are interested in that listen but if not there'll be a timestamp in the episode for you to fast forward all that right shit. so one of the things that uh maybe is relevant in a lot of these music documentaries even with bohemian rhapsody with what you were saying cap because i still hadn't seen that either me neither um it's pretty good the thing that kind of bugged me was livewire was not the song that they first wrote so that whole exchange of trying to make it bigger and faster and tune it down, it felt very cliche. It's very contrived. And the reason being is because that wasn't even the song they were using to try people out. So for, it's so starting on small things like that. What song did they use? I can forget what it was, but... I want to say Take Me to the Top. You might be right, but I think uh, with uh, you got to choose a hit in order to sell Absolutely. the movie okay, and yeah, move so the story along. Two good songs along. on that album then. So, I like that song, all right. So, at least with the Queen movie, they did it right, and they did keep yourself alive. Which I'm, y'all aren't. I'm Queen fans. Yeah, I take it right. Not you, that much. Yeah, do you, you don't know that song. Do you no. know Keep Yourself? Exactly. It started with a deep cut that was accurate. No, and see, and that's cool, and and that's a small forgivable thing. But elements of that are throughout it, 
and that's when it becomes the problem about it being a real band. Yeah. If they're portraying this to be the true story, you got to make it the true story. And they felt like there's a lot of there was a lot of embellishment and exaggerations that just weren't true. I mean, you can go on YouTube and look at any of the fucking videos of people talking about you know shit that it was incorrect like, or inaccurate in the movie. I felt like I'm not telling you anything different. I'm not going into each one of those fucking things. No, but. I feel like I watched Rockstar, the movie with Mark Wahlberg. But the one mm-hmm. thing I did like about uh, the Dirt was the guy playing Mick Mars coming in and saying, "Yeah, all this was bullshit." It really happened like this, this, and this. If they did that more often, it would have been a yeah, very entertaining they had, fucking movie. Because they actually acknowledged that inaccuracy. So at the house party, when Doc McGee shows up and they're like, you need a manager. And Mick pops in and he goes, this never happened. Doc never came to this shithole. And then it shows Doc and that other guy. And they were chatting about, you know, these were the two guys that, you know, managed us to set in the other. That other guy fades away and he goes, but he didn't agree to be part of the movie. So, hey, I think it's just as good without him. So let's get on with this shit. So if they did that the whole movie, I would lo- I would probably like it better. Yeah, if they acknowledged inaccuracies Be- like that. Because the whole Motley Crue story is wrought with fucking legal issues with labels and domestic violence and drugs and all this shit too. Yeah. So that'd be a great filter for all that shit. What was uh what was you guys' thoughts on the handling of uh Razzle? I mean, all the tragic stuff. I think they did really well. Who was Razzle? He was the, the uh, that- drummer that uh, died uh, in the car with Vince. Oh. What was your question? How do you think they handled all that in the movie? Uh, I think they handled it pretty well based on what I read in the book and everything, too. As far as, like, the death of Vince Neal's daughter and the death of Razzle. Well, I'm not touching on that part yet. I'm I'm focusing on Razzle. Okay, well, I was talking about, like, emotion overall. Right, okay. Other things... I was going to bring that part up next, so I was separating the two. That's how I feel about it with the way they handled it, for sure. I think they kind of... They made it seem... This might sound a little fucked up, but more innocent than it was. That was my Eggs. point. Because exactly. while they're like hanging out and they're getting in the car and they're driving, they seem fine. Mm-hmm. And then just like, oh, I accidentally just kind of veered to the left after. Exactly. The, the, the actual uh, reports were that they were extremely intoxicated while driving yeah. and was trying to pass a car on this side of the lane and was speeding while doing it came on to head on traffic tried overcorrecting and crashed yeah yeah they were fucked up yeah they mm-hmm. were trying to drive fast they weren't they were having a reckless. heartfelt conversation they, they weren't having a who would yeah. you who would you <laughs> fucking who would you, who would you kill fuck, yeah. they weren't having that conversation the thing that maybe bugged me about is it felt like a footnote it did kind of it was like it happened Here's a tiny little, you know, recreated scene from the courtroom that lasted five seconds with Nikki Six talking over it, going, "He's supposed to spend thirty days in jail, but spent fifteen due to good behavior and uh, the promise to stay like, sober." That's a but very I never sig- called him because here was my problems with heroin. That's a very significant event too. They held that over Vince for a long time too. Yeah, leading up. That's why all those records leading up to them getting sober sucked. And. Because even on the flip side, I feel like they handled his daughter's death very well. Right. I feel like they spent the right amount of time on that. And they bought, built up the right emotional tension to show just how he truly felt in that scenario. Because of that is the reason I have an issue with the whole razzle scenes. Yeah. Is because that basically killed Hanori Rocks. And whether you like them or not, to basically split up a band due to your reckless driving and killing a member, that feels like something that we shouldn't spend just a a minute 30 seconds on in this movie that was something very impactful that sent a ripple through the metal scene that you were a part of 
I wonder if uh, lawyers handling uh, his Razzle's family's legacy or the Hanoi Rocks legacy uh, might have had something to do with that. How much they wanted to be yeah. involved with the and story. Possibly. And if that's, you know, due to them, that's totally fine. I'm just sitting here bitching going, you know, it's like if they handled some of the other parts really well, it just feels like but even a like, member of your own community you could have spent a little bit more time on. But with Vince himself, what he did afterwards, too, about, uh, you know, like they didn't go into like the legal issues of it at all or what uh, his court trials were or how yeah. or his headspace at the time really I mean they kind of it was almost a footnote and it, they kind of mentioned a little bit when they get in room together about it but yeah. it was a obviously a very significant event and it fucked with everybody for a hot minute and one of the highlights I'll kind of go back and forth on this between a negative and a plus and I'll, I'll leave my words the one thing I thought that was going to be a huge negative in the whole thing was my favorite part Machine Gun Kelly killed it as Tommy Lee. Uh, he, he did. He, he was really was fun fantastic. to watch. Well, here's the thing. They have this, I think it's HBO or Stars. They have a show. It didn't do too hot. I think they only got one or two seasons, but it was called Roadies. Yeah. And he was in that, that show, and his character is fucking hilarious. Like, he pulled it off real well. I thought he did really well. He had the mannerisms down real well, even mm-hmm. the hot ah, dude yeah. that Tommy would have. And when they started aging him throughout the movie... You look just like the fucker. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I was sitting here going, oh, God, this is going to be dumb. Yeah, yeah. Me sitting here doing all my usual bullshit and like I've done the past fucking hour on here anyway. <laughs> I have no problem going back and going, yeah, I was fucking wrong. You know, that was actually one of the highlights for me was his acting and the way he portrayed Tommy Lee. Because I grew up watching VH1 docs on all this shit on a regular basis back when VH1 was playing cool shit. It was mostly about hair metal stuff. I was not a hair metal fan. But yeah. I watched, but I watched all of it, <laughs> and Tommy Lee was very involved. So it was kind of funny seeing somebody play Tommy Lee in a fucking movie. <laughs> I had a vision. I had a vision. I'm behind my drum kit, and then it's that lifted. montage scene was fun. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm spinning. Uh, probably I'm a- the only other part that really irked me, and it feels like they just took a lot of maybe liberties with it. Is I don't doubt that Nikki Six, Frankie, had a troubled childhood. <laughs> But he wrote himself to be a fucking kid badass in that intro part. I'm going to tear up my room, throw my records on the floor. I'm going to destroy my room. Fuck you, mom. It's like, I'm sure there was strife, but I highly doubt he was that little spitfire they portrayed in that movie. It was a very Hollywood fucking I don't know, man. He did get the cops called on his mom or try to blame it on his mom. I looked online because I was really curious about that. Yeah. I was really curious to know if that really happened. Did it? And it's up for debate. Like, he's mentioned it, but it didn't seem like there was any hardcore, like, yes, that happened. Same thing with meeting his half-brother at his father's gravesite. They've mentioned that he eventually visited his father's gravesite after, you know, because the phone call was even true. And that was the thing, too, is you can almost feel the true parts. Right. Like when they did that quick age progression after his mom was sent to jail, shows him with the jack at the uh, top of the payphone, and he's trying to reach his dad. Mm-hmm. That feels like a completely believable scenario. Like that phone call could have absolutely happened. So it. When things like that happen, compared to the scenes that happened prior with him fucking slicing his arm open, somehow blaming it on his mom and getting her arrested, it just feels like that was Hollywood, and then you gave us a little bit of real with your dad. Because even the Doc McGee bringing his mom to one of the shows... Yeah, that never happened. That never happened. Doc has actually come out and said, no, that, that never happened, and that wasn't the reason I was fired either. 
But they did that in the Queen movie, too, where they just uh, play with liberties of what actually happened in order to move a narrative forward, too. Right, but what but sort of narrative nearly... are you pull, moving forward using that as a crux? But Freddie Mer- the Freddie Mercury story didn't involve him being a kid badass tearing his room apart and shit like that. Right. <laughs> I don't know. It just felt very evident that Nikki Six wrote the script for this. If that makes any sense. Maybe he didn't write it, but he was in the room. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that he wrote it. I, I kind of feel like it kind of did seem like it played Nikki Six to be the main character. Well, he kind of is. It yeah. really, it was his band starting off. I realize that. Well, yeah. well, I don't know. Tommy Lee was the one that got the gang together. Yes, but no. Even even that part was a little bit inaccurate. So uh-huh. even the meeting of Vince Neil. That it was not at some backyard house party thing. He wasn't a cover band, but they met him at an actual venue, and it took over two weeks to convince him to actually show up to a practice. And if you read the book, it was Nikki Six's idea to start this band, and everybody kind of joined and had their two cents on everything. It was completely different from what Nikki had in mind, but it worked. All right, what about the scene uh, where they're on stage and like the crowds like That's booing them, and they the they all start brawling. That that felt yeah. very like what that sounded very Hol- movie too. very Hollywood too. I don't yeah. know if that's accurate at all. After that's what sucks about this movie. It makes me want to. I have the book, and it makes me want to verify all this stuff and fact check. But then again, some of the great stuff on it, like those music scenes, those costumes they replicated are amazing. Down they, to the T. And even when they're mimicking some of the music videos they shot, fucking great. And I feel like the tone was there. They had that was shot very well. The tone was good. And again, I feel like I would have thoroughly enjoyed the movie a lot more if it wasn't about a real band. And then because it's a real band... I feel like you got to tell a little bit, you know, you got to not embellish quite as much as they did, you know? Do you think um, rock biopics like this are going to be like on a give uh, classic rock a little bit of a resurgence since everybody's watching these movies now, whether it's the Queen movie or the Motley Crue movie, or even when NWA had the movie come out, everybody was an NWA fan all of a sudden. Yeah, especially for a minute. I don't know. Do you think that could be the current trend of where music is going, the biopic? It's. It does seem that way. I mean, Sex Pistols just confirmed a uh, film deal. I know that's gonna be weird. It's a. Per, it's a great narrative anyway I mean, but to they put a story did it behind. First with Sid and Nancy. Yeah, but that's a. That's not nearly as interesting a story as the saga of the Sex Pistols, as oh, far as like the Malcolm not. McLaren angle of but, it. But I, they've already had kind of a biopic thing about an era of the Sex Pistols, so that's. So that's not going to be too far off for something they've already done already. Right, and I hope it's not full of cliches like that movie was, right. too. Yeah, I don't know. So overall, I thought it was it was definitely not as bad as I thought it was going to be. I'll, I'll, I'll easily moments, say that. It had its moments, but I was Out of 10, what would you give it? Out of 10, if it was about a fictional band, out of 10, I'd give it an 8. Because I think there were still just some really stupid cliche moments in there, regardless of what it is. Yeah because it's about a real band and because it's about Motley Crue and Nikki Six kind of summed it up or whoever was Nikki Six at the end kind of summed it up when they went you know we stepped on a lot of people to get here you know we we did some bad stuff but you know we're still here just really kind of cementing the whole idea of like you kind of sound like a douchebag when you say that guy look at all the shit you guys did and all the people's heads you did step on and we never saw the repercussions of those people or what the lives they live now because of that those decisions yet here you are still raking in all the money you know so it's like it's because of that it left a little it's like honestly if they hadn't left that little bit of thing in it 
I probably would have had a little bit of a better opinion, but they kind of made me a little self-aware due to that one line. And I'd say it's about a five out of 10. But that's always been Motley Crue's MO ever since that fucking book came out. Their legacy for almost 20 years. Now. That's their legacy of just being that asshole, uh, sex, drugs and rock and roll band where the music secondary. Yeah. I will say this. Um, Heroin looks like a very boring fucking drug. I'm <laughs> <laughs> just in a room, fucking just slouched over. See, movies about cocaine are always fun. <laughs> and see, and that is one other thing I have to give them props on is they didn't hide any of the times that they said they were going to get sober, then didn't. Mm-hmm. Because, like, when Vince, a part of his agreement was to stay sober when he got out of jail. Oh, and then he had that drink. He no, he or, was uh, he willingly took what he thought was a bump of coke that was actually smack. Yeah. But he willingly took that bump as soon as he got to the practice space for the first time. What's smack? Heroin. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember that scene where so Vince I don't know if comes that happened at, either. I, yeah, I, I remember the scene. Yeah, and then he starts puking in the trash, and he's like, "Oh, that's smack." Yeah. Yeah, but so Vince still willingly took the line though, which was. Even if all of that didn't happen, that was still a representation of what did happen, though. They right. did immediately totally... fall right off the wagon after that and was part of the hard. agreement. <laughs> Which, again, maybe also is a reason that kind of put a little bit of a sour taste in my mouth that they really didn't focus on the razzle thing much more because part of that short, short, short time he was in jail due to that was so he would stay sober after he got out and just quickly threw that to the side anyway. It just makes me think, how much fuck you money did these labels have? To throw a lot around. because they owed Motley a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Which that's also not how that shit went down in like two conversations. Oh, you want the rights to your music back? The Beatles don't even have the rights to their music. Yeah, but they should. Cut a few scenes later. All right, well, you guys have the rights to your music back. Yeah. <laughs> no, if, that's not how that works. If you read the book, they have a whole chapter as, on that whole fucking saga. So who who's your favorite uh, Motley Crue member after the movie? Still Mick Mars, just because. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I, I say overall Mick, but I have a new appreciation for Tommy. Me too. Yeah, right? <laughs> I like, oh, appreci- he really is just a dumb, lovable party boy. Just, I know. Really, and if you, read, if you read his chapters, he does have that vibe, too. It's like, oh, I hate you, but you would probably be my best friend, too. <laughs> oh, he would still be just so insufferable. I could not hang around him. And it's like, he still has, like... I've always noticed it in him, but seeing it in the movie now, the way he portrayed himself or had, you know, Machine Gun Kelly portray him, it's like, okay, I get it a little better now. Still don't like Vince or Nikki at all. One thing that was weird is, like, they did not hide Tommy Lee's uh, potential for violence either. Um, <laughs> the tone shifts in that movie were very intense. <laughs> I mean, she called his mom a cunt. <laughs> he asked her not to say it <laughs> she just kept saying she it she said it again <laughs> go learn today <laughs> don't disrespect my mama not condoning violence towards women say, no. well this has been the best episode of something good for you guys <laughs> nah, I fear we couldn't end just on that what else you got for us Mikey Oh, you know what really has been driving me up a fucking wall? (laughs) This really is the Vent episode. Right? Is this whole CBD craze. I'm fucking over it, We're talking about decaf with coffee, O-duels with beer. Uh, It's just... (laughs) First of all, the weirdest thing about it 
is we all know that CBD is just cannabis, right. so it's weed. Right. Plants bred a little different, so there's no THC in it. It doesn't get you high. Great. Fantastic. Cool. Just do whatever you want with that. But just like now that it's in our state and everyone's fucking all about it. Yeah. And some of those people beforehand probably never would have or probably still don't even advocate just fucking weed, man. Like right. it's it's just so fucking annoying. And they're like, all oh, these benefits and da da da. And I it's mean, just. There are. Well, I know, but it's just. You don't like that the term weed or marijuana has that stigma to it, but CBD can get away with murder. I guess, kind of. I'm just tired of everyone fucking talking about it, and then all these fucking legality issues popping up with it. And it's relatively annoying, new, too. Man. Do you think that it's a lot of people just hopping on a trend, or just people finally being able to take advantage of something they've been hearing about for a while? Both. Both. It's definitely fucking trendy. It's annoying. And the thing I don't get about it is, like... Just from a money point, you know, uh, we, I don't know how much trouble we can get in for talking about this. I just happen to know these things, I guess. We'll go, we'll go <laughs> off of that. Yeah. But why would you go to a CBD dispensary or store or vape store or wherever the fuck? And like some of that juice is like fucking eighty dollars for yeah. like twenty yeah. milliliters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Go buy a fucking bag of weed for forty bucks. It'll last you just as long. CBD is fucking and it gets you high. (laughs) It'll and it'll fuck you up. (laughs) So with the CBD, uh, with the really expensive bottles like that, you don't need nearly as much, and those bottles last you a lot longer than you think. I get that, but I feel like there's also that still very like demonizing. uh, THC aspect that's floating around, and that's the annoying part. I'm just tired of the stigma, man. <laughs> yeah, just fucking. Cannabis, I don't know. I'm just tired of hearing about children. it. I'm tired of seeing signs everywhere. I'm tired of fucking people acting like it's the best thing on the planet. Because yes, it is good, but there's still that like, like when your friends like you smoking weed will cure cancer, man. Like no, it doesn't. I know that slow that, down. That, that does get a, that does get on my nerves. It's like yes, it it works well for some people, but it's not a fucking cure all. Yeah. Well, it's just been annoying as fuck. Yeah, decaf anything, CBD anything, non-alcoholic beverages. Why? Cap, what you got to get off your chest? Nothing really. I've had a good fucking week. I got a twelve-string guitar. <laughs> I've been spoiled this week. Cat's now terrorizing us. I don't know. This time of year just kind of sucks. I'm sure I'll get sick too and, with the fucking weather the, changing. It's like the weather gets good and then. Uh, Aside from pollen and all that shit, but like it's finally warm and you can do things and mm-hmm. go do things without it being super cold. But then it's like you're finally getting over that holiday slump and all that holiday spending that you might have done. Right. Uh, the weather's well, tax time. Yeah, say, but it's tax time. Back. But you also got to fucking get your car inspected, and then you got to pay your tax for that, and then all the other fucking shit that comes up. Mm-hmm. Or if you do the kind of work I do, and you work off of a ten ninety nine instead of a W two, tax season is not very fun. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <I'm bad> not. <laughs> so, fuck fucking spring, man. That's <laughs> what fuck, fucking spring. Fuck fucking fuck, spring. Fuck, man. You want know to hate fuck, fucking spring? <laughs> yeah, I want to jump straight to summer. Spend about three weeks of that and then fall. No, for like well, it's eight North months. Carolina, so you'll get a, a week of summer. You'll get, and then the next week will be spring. And then for some reason, it'll be winter the next week. And then you'll get two <laughs> more of summer 
or two more of spring and then five of summer and then it just varies well you, you still forget like the two months that it feels like we're walking in hell where it's extremely humid and like 90 degrees outside yep we get about a good two solid months of that and then uh you know as things start clearing up a little bit more and then right. it gets freezing fucking cold how about a joke here's a little something good for you oh yeah this is a meme my buddy uh different will sent me Different Will. Yeah, Willie May. I don't know if you guys ever met him. Willie Mays. Willie May. Willie May is here. (laughs) So he sent me this. Uh, This is pretty funny. It's a letter. It goes, Dear Abby, I think my wife is cheating on me. I am a traveling musician and note strange things when I come home. Her cell phone rings and she steps outside or says, Call me later. When I ask who called... Uh, or when I ask who calls, she gets evasive. Sometimes she goes out with her friends, but comes home late, getting dropped off around the corner and walking the rest of the way home. Huh. Right? Yeah. I once picked up the extension while she was on the phone, and she got very angry. Oh, shit. He says, a buddy of mine plays guitar in a band. He told me that my wife and some guy shows up to their gigs. He wanted to borrow my amp. That's when I got the idea to find out for myself. I said, sure, man, you can use my amp, but I want to hide behind it and see if she comes into the club and who she's with. He agreed. All right. Saturday night, I slipped behind my Marshall JCM 800 half stack to get a good view. Because that's important (laughs) to the story. (laughs) I could feel the heat coming off the back of the amp. It was at that moment crouching down when I noticed one of the power tubes was not glowing like the other three. Is this something I can fix myself or do I need to take it to a technician? Thanks. Very concerned. (laughs) (laughs) All kinds of... (laughs) Wait, what? (laughs) So he's crouching down behind the amp to see his lady come in with whatever guy she's been yeah. with. And he's crouching behind the amp, and he feels the heat coming off the tubes. Right, right. So he looks, and um, one of the tubes isn't firing. Right, right, right. And the the whole point is he's writing an email to somebody asking for help. And so at the very end, when he's asking for help, he's asking how he can fix his amp uh. and whether or not... So, so he had to give that backstory to right. lead up to the tubes. Here's the, here's the thing. Here's the reason that flew over my head. Because that's the kind of shit you do get through customer service emails. No lie. There would be a girl that was it was an old lady. She would send us a message. It would be three paragraphs long. I shit you not. David Hammer, if you were listening to this, call the voicemail and confirm this story for me. <laughs> this lady would send an email and tell us everything that's happened in her life since the last time she sent an email. Oh, my daughter's going off to college and doing this, that, and the other. I've been doing better. We uh, My dog the, died the other day, but we're pulling through. Dude, dead serious. It was that same kind of shit. And she would fill it all up and then go, so just give me a call here soon and I'd like to place a new order, which means when we call her, we're going to have to talk about her fucking life for 30 minutes before we take the fucking phone order. So, no, that's why that flew over my head is because that shit happens. Wow. That really happens. So we'll go up to the drive-thru be like, hey, guys, like, what, what can I get you to eat? I don't know. What can you get me to eat? Well, let me tell you about how my morning started. I did this, this, and this. Anyway, I think I'll take a cheeseburger. It's not far off, dude. It's how it fucking is. It's ridiculous. Well, that's hilarious. <laughs> Mikey, you got any more funny for us? Because I feel like we're kind of winding down here. Unless you got some more little one two punches for us. Not really. All right. You guys think Snoke's really dead? <laughs> no. I don't think he is. 
I hope so. That we, we could wind up going for another 30 minutes on why I don't think <laughs> right. he's dead. You want to open a can of worms? No, I would just... I kind of want to now. I wrote it in my notes because I was thinking about it one night. I was like, is, that, is he really fucking dead? All right, I'll try to abbreviate it as quick as I can. I'm going into this. Go for All it. All right, so <laughs> Force Awakens. If you look at any of the images from him there, he seems a lot older. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of eyebrow hair. His scar is a lot more sunken in. He seems a lot older in those projections. Yeah. And then Last Jedi, he's... He looks Fucking a little younger. Pimping and he's got that gold on. And yeah. He looks a little younger. Now, we've already seen an example of Force ghosts projecting themselves with Luke Skywalker. Mm -hmm. Who's to say that Snoke was not projecting himself in that throne room? And everything that happened was part of that Force projection. Because here's the thing, too. If he's supposed to be this all-knowing, high-powerful creature, how could he not get... That he was being tricked into paying attention to Ray while Kylo is rotating the lightsaber to turn it on. I haven't watched yeah. this movie since it first came out. <laughs> it's like if he's supposed to be that strong and all powerful, it feels like he would have known that was happening. You you and say we, this, and I think he did it on purpose because throughout that entire movie he was always taunted by him not proving himself you still have too much of your father in you mm -hmm. all of that shit i think the so entire you don't time think kylo even knows that no i think it's all a test what happens when he thinks he kills the supreme leader Disney, what's he gonna do if you're listening to this right now Here's your next writer. <laughs> what what does he think he's what what's he going to do? I'm still going to pay attention off in the outer regions, which is apparently where he's located anyway. So he's still going to pay attention to that shit on the outer regions, force ghost himself wherever he needs to be, and allow his uh, following to think that he died just to see what's going to happen, all while manipulating it in the background still. So what's going to happen Crazy. is that movie's going to come out and it's going to be completely different from like, yep. every theory, and it's going to make everybody mad. And then I'm going to go. Yeah! <laughs> see that's my thing about it because a lot of that a lot of that movie was bullshit so maybe they really did just fucking decide to kill him just off him i have faith in jj man because ryan really did fuck with that story hard yeah we could even to the point where mark hamill was mad about it we could have lost 45 minutes of that movie yeah and we could add 45 minutes more to that pot this podcast talking about it too <laughs> We go uh, that was my last note. We could, do, like, have we could, we could do a full Star Wars trilogy on utter disappointment oh, God. <laughs> with Star Wars. Oh, man. But that's beating a dead horse, and we're not going to go down that route. <laughs> what we are going to do is we're going to dig on into our Spotify playlists, and we're going to figure out what the hell we've been listening to. What you listening to, son? I don't think you like it. Well, why not? I like this new generation of music. Where did you record this? I bought it at the mall. What that person on your tape has is a medical disorder. Birds. Birds. A lot, a lot of birds. <laughs> we like keeping the window open, man. It keeps the fresh air flowing. Three sweaty guys in a non-circulating air room. I only wear black because it makes me look good. Not for any other reason. Uh, Captain, what you been listening to this week? Man, you kind of directed this... Uh, towards me earlier this week uh the solo album by greg gaffin from uh or is it graffin gaffin graffin graffin yeah yeah from uh bad religion his uh solo album millport was a really good surprise to it's listen to down good, listen man. to this week it's got a lot of it's presented like a country in instrument 
or a country record with instruments. <laughs> this album is presented like a country I'm instrument. Hungry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but they got acoustic guitars and slide guitars, and it's all written on uh, on acoustic instruments, it feels mm-hmm. like, but that might be how he writes songs for Bad Religion, too. Because all the, melody, all the melodies and all the harmonies are still there, too. Yeah, they are. They definitely are. So def- now, I thought that was a pretty sneaky good album. Uh, Both some of your favorites off it. Uh, definitely the lead track, uh, Backroads in My Mind, is definitely my uh, favorite on there. Uh, Lincoln's Funeral Train was, was pretty fun. That was a fun one, but there he try, he he successfully does it, but he rhymes uh, Great Emancipator. Right. And it's a very odd word to rhyme. So it, it just feels odd. It's, in the it, does, song. It, it does that a lot on this record. Shotgun and the, uh, the opening lines on it are pretty fun, though. Oh, yeah. He has a little fun, little melodic things that he's. That, you hear in bad religion songs too, so that, picking that apart is kind of fun too. Faux show, Mikey Black. What you been listening to? Uh, I've been listening to a lot of stuff, but the one I would give a shout out to would be this band JJ and the Real Jerks. All right, I like that. So yeah, um, they were actually the way I discovered them was they were featured on that same CD and magazine. Uh, Shout out we got for what was oh, it yeah, classic, classic rock, rock magazine rock? yeah, yeah. Nice. so they no, were one of those classic bands. Rock, it's just classic rock magazine yep oh, that's too so I think they were right this, yeah. there were a few songs before us on that CD but um their last release wasn't since 2016 so they had a 2011 release EP 2012 album and then a 2016 album uh so far 2016 albums their best work okay and it's just like uh. It's like a blend of like kind of ska punk, but still more on the punk rock and roll side. Right. Just little essences of that kind of poppy, like quote punk rock, air quotes. Yeah. Very accessible groove. and melodic. Well, that's good shit. Uh, probably the best out. track is Mr. Good Enough, which is really just a song of a guy going like, hey, I ain't Mr. Perfect, but I, I ain't fucked up either. I'm, I'm all right. I'm Mr. Right Now. <laughs> so it's got some pretty too. catchy lyrics and it's fun hell yeah man well i wound up digging back into uh wildlife and uh that last record they did out on your blog i've been listening i was to playing that, that the other day man there's just so many fucking good jammer songs on that record and again we've talked about it before i know you don't like their recordings much mikey but just to me that record it just sonically the songwriting everything and there for a minute, I wasn't a huge fan of Teenage Heart. I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. But I found myself going back and listening to that one the most. You could have put that out in like 2003 and it would have been a jam. I, I as think, far as like the, on the yeah. Warped Tour circuit for sure. No, I thought I, I think they're really fucking good. And even uh, a song like Bandita, that's a little that's bit slower. That's probably my favorite one too. Bandita really? or, uh, or uh, Deadbeat. And the last song, Get Loud, that, that's just a fun little party rocker. It it's, gets everyone up and on their feet, dancing, having fun. So I enjoy the production on that one. I like uh, how the, this studio in particular that uh, does a lot of these records does their sound. Oh, yeah. I'll go back and give it another go. Yeah, the man. I think you'll dig it. Well, this has been another fun episode of the Something Good For You podcast. Again, a little ranty. It was more or less a <laughs> vent cast this episode. It's something Everyone good for us. Something good for us. 
Again, this is what's the reason for the show. It's something good for you to laugh and <laughs> listen to us, bitch. It's not necessarily have to be positive 24-7. That's not in our nature. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. But if you got something good to share with us and think we got something to talk about, give us a call on that voicemail hotline number at 513-463-7439. Again, you can reach that number any time of day, any time of night, and it will make it on the show. And outside of that, we've got our show April 19th at the Milestone with the War Boys and the Walburns and Bless the Dead from Atlanta. And that's going to be a fucking fun show. First local show since November. So it's been a good while, good handful of months. Can't wait. It's going to be awesome. So if there's any of the locals out there listening, I definitely hope that you guys come on out and have some fun with us because all the bands we're playing with kick some ass and we want to have a good time with you. Would you agree, Mikey? Yes, I would agree. And you, I've already rallied the troops. You've rallied the troops. Yep, I've got troops coming too. Good, good, good. Well, the rest of the troops need to come on out and have yeah, a good time. Yeah, the troops with need us. to bring day troops. <laughs> yep. Tell your friends, tell your friends. Mm-hmm. That's indeed, indeed so. And I think that's about all the housekeeping we really have unless, Mikey, you got anything you need to tell the people? Um. Yeah, go get a chimichanga and enjoy it. <laughs> All right, well, you and do that. I think I might go do that myself. You do that. Tipsy Burrow in Charlotte. Check it out. That's right, Tipsy Burrow. Shout out Tipsy Burrow. <laughs> that, does, that does sound pretty good. Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Cap, give us an outro. Uh, Motley Crue's still overrated. Go listen to Poison. They're better. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Surf, surf, surf in the world Are you still there? Do you care everything that I
down with poison. <laughs> uh, all that hair poison trick. All that hair metal. There, there are better hair metal bands, and I don't even like hair metal. Nikki <laughs> Six is still a piece of shit. Yeah, he sucks. You like Quiet Riot, don't you? All right, Twisted Sister. <laughs> this has been another amazing production from the Cult of Dave Podcast Network. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it.